Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast with Kevin Harrington and Seth Green. Kevin Harrington is the inventor of the infomercial, one of the original sharks from the hit TV show Shark Tank, and has generated over $5 billion in TV and digital direct response sales. Seth Green is the world's first trusted authority on cutting-edge direct response marketing, a best-selling author, and the only three-time Marketer of the Year nominee. On the podcast, Kevin and Seth interview sharkpreneurs who share straight talk on what it takes to explode your business. Why do so many businesses struggle while others seem to explode overnight? Do you wish you had the secret to this type of exponential growth? Now, I've scaled more than 20 businesses to over $100 million, and it's not just luck. In my new book with Mark Tim, Mentor to Millions, you'll learn the repeatable framework I use in all my business ventures for massive success. Order at KevinMentor.com and get over $1,000 in bonuses. Head to KevinMentor.com. Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast. This is your co-host, Seth Green. Today, I have a good fortune to be joined by Mark Rafenrath of Tech. Also, the co-host of the Growth Fire podcast, a full-service digital marketing agency that develops data-driven strategies and forward-thinking solutions to grow their clients' businesses. Mark, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to the conversation. Well, let's go back in time and start at the beginning. How did you get into the business? (laughs) So the year was 2000. I was a junior at the University of Northern Iowa. The job market was not great. And so we started a business. Uh, It was really meant to be a a resume builder. We built our own content management system uh, to make websites updatable by themselves and have slowly grown into a full service digital agency. Well, congratulations on that. I'm sure the longer version of that story could uh, fill a book somewhere if it hasn't already. (laughs) So in 2000, websites were pretty much the thing. So you've obviously seen a whole lot of change in the last 23 years, um, starting out from a CMS platform to everything that you do now. Talk a little bit about how you've been able to manage the rate of change along the way. Mm. So one thing I always said that we've done really well is we've adapted and changed. We've embraced change for 23 years. We've we've been, you know, nothing but constant change. And in our space, whether it's websites and evolving digital marketing, you know, (laughs) Content management system, that's a very common thing now. In 2000, it wasn't. It kind of got commoditized, and we've kind of gone up market to more complex situations for that and and, and multiple platforms, not just our own, that we offer. So uh, change is is just something that we have to be, you know, embrace, and it's something we are going to do forever in this this space because it changes so quickly. It's weekly. There's something, you know, new and, and different every week. Absolutely. How do you keep up with that? Well, myself, you know, yeah, lots of blogs, lots of conversations, uh, uh, massive amounts of content. But fortunately, uh, one of my best traits is hiring people smarter than myself. And so we've got a great team that, you know, is staying on top of their niche areas. And and we do lots of uh, Teach Us Tuesdays and and Lunch and Learn type stuff to keep the team informed and really try to, you know, we need to be the educators to our clients. Uh, We don't want somebody else in their ear uh filling it with uh um, their own propaganda so to speak we want it to be the truth and and how these tools can impact or how this trend or new platform can impact their business successfully 
That makes a lot of sense. Who's an ideal client for you now? So our ICP, our ideal client profile would be 100 million to a billion in revenue. Now that's how we present ourselves from a cold outreach perspective, but we certainly have clients that are much smaller than that and clients that are way bigger than that. So uh, it's it's really about a passionate uh, you know, CMO or C-suite person that we're engaging with that wants to drive leads. We're about 90 plus percent lead gen, our performance marketing. And so we wanna get in there uh, ideally handle as much of the digital ecosystem as we can to make them all work together to uh, net better results for them. Um, so we just want somebody that's, that's engaged, uh, passionate about uh, marketing, and they want to they want to kick butt and have uh, have some amazing results. Now, even on the small end of the scale that you present yourself with on Cold Outreach at 100 million, I mean that's a big company. They certainly you would assume would have their own marketing yeah. department. Um, why are they turning to you guys to do some, some of that work? Yeah, so they absolutely have their own marketing department. Uh, that ranges in size. I mean, you'd be surprised. There might be a very small team and there could be, we have a client that has a, over 125 people on their marketing team, uh, one of our larger ones. And so it's really a, us coming in, filling the gaps. And, and also, you know, the talent we're able to get can be very specific and, and, and niched in. So we don't just have, generalists we would have somebody that does seo and that's all they do but then within seo what's their expertise within that so it might be local um you know technical on-site off-site stuff there's lots of different kind of paths you can go we can go a lot deeper than what a lot of organizations are willing to invest in and so you have a problem we bring the right player to the game to solve that problem that they typically can't have internally and so uh, the other thing is it's when you get to an, a larger internal team how do they stay on top of trends? How do they get exposure to different problems? Where we're seeing a lot of different clients experiencing different challenges. When we solve those, it's oftentimes very applicable to all of our clients. So it can kind of fast track problem solving for them as well. That makes a lot of sense. What are some of the bigger challenges that they're having that you're helping them solve? Well, you know, the last uh, 12 to 24 months has, has been just the, the post-COVID hangover slash economic changes and and you know, there's there's just a weird flux of of what's happening. Um, you know, there's the most inflation we're seeing is around paid search. Just the the you know, a dollar a day is definitely not a dollar tomorrow, and so budgets are getting attacked, and they're wanting the same performance, but it's costing more. Um, and then just performance in general for a lot of clients, depending on their industry. You know, we got a little uh, little little love drunk on 2020 and 2021 results. And we have to maybe level set our expectations back to a 2018, 2019 perspective to compare this year and, and possibly the next few uh, as a little bit of a reset. So I think expectations are one. And then just understanding the, the market's very finicky right now. Uh, we're seeing maybe a little indecision from, from consumers at times. It's hard to track. There's no data that shows indecision. Uh, it's just uh, maybe performance is down a little bit. But I would I say I'm very proud of our team, how we've been able to adapt and reinvent certain aspects uh, of what we do for our clients to uh, meet the challenges that they're currently presenting themselves to us. Absolutely. And then how have you dealt with stuff like, you know, the iOS update and all, all of the changes between, let's say, Apple and Facebook making, you know, attribution and tracking harder? Yeah. So, you know, GA4 is another one I throw in that bucket that was pretty massive. And so, you know, we try to do webinars, we try to do client education, try to keep them ahead of it. Um, the, the one thing I think we all have to remember is 
while they're trying to say we're going to get more privacy and, and less tracking, if they truly do that too deep, they can't make their money. They can't allow, you know, people aren't going to spend the money with them with Facebook and, and Google and whoever. And so um, it, it's probably a little bit more talk on the surface than what the reality of it actually will, will net out to be. Um, there's still changes, obviously, but there's there's just different ways of doing it. And so uh, we just have to get smarter. It's it's good for us. It forces clients to come to a, a professional, so to speak, to solve these problems. But uh, it's just another challenge that, that we're experiencing. And, you know, it's it's just maybe a little bit harder, a little bit different, but it, it's not that bad in the end. With companies of that size, how do you get in the door? <laughs> well, um, if you have ideas, I'm all ears. It's, it's super hard. Uh, you know, our client oddly isn't going to click on an ad and, you know, that's not where they go. They don't Google best digital marketing company. Uh, they're likely going to go to their network. They're going to um, rely on a reference or referral. Uh, so, it, it, you know, it's really a, a people-based decision thing. We, we need to network. We need to be out there and build relationships. So we have some good outbound tactics that are getting us conversations. But at the end of the day, it's really about putting ourselves in a position to get lucky. So, you know, luck is, you can define it however you want, but to me, it's being in the right right place at the right time to present an opportunity. And so uh, we do a lot of uh, speaking engagements, podcasts, uh, events to, to, to network. And so you build relationships. And I still think relationships are one of the most powerful thing and most valuable thing uh, in business. And we've done a really good job of doing the right type of networking over the last 23 years to get, get ourselves in great positions. What inspired you to start the podcast? Uh, yeah, so I, I kind of back to what I just said. I think the new speaking circuit is really all about podcasts. You know, post-COVID, um, a lot of that stuff got shut down. I used to do a lot of speaking live in person. I've not done a ton of that in the last couple of years. I, I did a big one, and, and it kind of hit me in that moment, like, whoa, this is weird. I'm in person, and I have to see all these people um, live. You, you know, it's, it's a little different on the screen. And so... Um, from my perspective, it's a great way to showcase thought leadership. Um, and, and I don't want to talk about digital marketing. I mean, if, if we have a, a guest that wants to talk about it a little bit, sure. But I really want to present great leadership trends, culture, core values. Uh, that's something I'm very passionate about and, and help share that with other C-suite leaders. That's who we need to connect with as C-suite leaders. So if I'm presenting some value to them and then they want to figure out what is it that exactly that they do? So it's a path to that. And it's evergreen. It doesn't go away. It's not one-time speaking engagement live that then is, is done uh, once I walk off the stage. Absolutely. With all the success that you've achieved, what's your biggest challenge now? Well, time is always a challenge. And, you know, we've gone pretty much fully remote. We still have, we used to have five offices across the U.S. We now have three, uh, but we're in like 30 states of employment. So that in and of itself is a challenge. But then just, I would say, uh, how do you ensure that 170 plus people have the same experience, have the same uh, definition of what spinny tech is? And, and so we all stare at a screen like this all day. And that isn't the same as going into an office and building those bonds and, and relationships at a different level. And so the, the challenge is just while we've been able to get amazing talent, it is, and this isn't just an us struggle. This is a remote work struggle, how do, you, how do you redefine culture and have it be this, the same, similar, or better in this environment? So my challenge to our team is, let's not just wait for a book to get written or somebody to say how it's best. 
let's let's set the bar. Let's set the standard for what that is. We're going to absolutely fail a lot, but let's have a, a good attitude about how to do this and, and really embrace that. That makes a lot of sense. Your passion is obvious. What do you like best about what you're doing? I, all of it. Um, I think the challenge of every day of, of, you know, one, I love what we do. I love digital marketing. I love marketing in general. And so helping our clients be successful, you know, we win, they win, they win, we win. It's a win-win situation. So that's really fun. Um, and, and so getting to the, the the grind of that can be fun. But also I would say at this point is building other leaders, building other great team members. And, and I wouldn't even say that I need to take credit for that. It's not anything that I'm doing it's as much as like, have we created a framework that allows people to become the best version of themselves? Are they being pushed and led in a way that, is, is making them get better every day. That's what our first core value is. We get better every day. Are we fostering that growth? So that's that's really fun to watch. And you see individuals that, that come into our organization and you see them blossom. And, and you know, they, that's not their ceiling though. They have so much more to go. And so that's, that's really fun to watch. I'm really passionate about helping people kind of unlock that growth for themselves. That's awesome. You've achieved some incredible results for all kinds of different clients. Can you give us a case study of, Here's what they were struggling with or what they wanted help with when they came to you and then kind of where they've been able to go with your assistance. Yeah. So we had a fun one at the beginning of this year. I won't name the client specifically for, for privacy, but um, they were a little, little leery to start out with us. You know, they loved everything we were saying, but how do we know it's real? How do we know it's true? And so, you know, I, I offered to, you know, well, don't pay for the setup fees until we hit the 90 day mark, you know, and, and uh, you'll at 90 days, you'll be very happy. And so it was uh, with some paid search uh, SEM stuff. And we were able to save them $75,000 in spend because of some efficiency gains that we had. So uh, cost went down, uh, ROI went up, ROAS went up, uh, return on ad spend went up, conversion rate went up, everything about it went up. And so at 90 days, it was more of a conversation of not just here's your check, but we want you to also take on this thing. And then the next thing, and, and so uh, our team does a really good job, I would say, of analyzing how things have been going, using that data to, you know, be more efficient in our spend, more targeted. There's a lot of AI tools that we can use to to be more targeted and and kind of make some of the decisions that we used to manually have to make. But we've still got a great team of strategists, kind of keeping it inside the rails, so to speak. And so, uh, yeah, those those are really fun. But I would say a, a more common challenge, I mean, that's very common, but also uh, lots of clients come to us with an SEO challenge, so search engine optimization. And uh, we've been able to kind of map out a growth for several clients where we say, we think we can achieve 150% you know, organic growth in 12 months. And we've got two clients we did that in nine months for. And so, you know, localization at scale is a big challenge for a lot of uh, nationwide clients. And we've got some great, strategies we've deployed that have worked extremely well for that and you can just see that growth when you start to roll that out and all of a sudden the hockey stick takes off and that's just really fun for our team as well as the client to be able to share in that success and and look at what we accomplished together that is absolutely incredible you've referenced the team a lot of times can you talk a little bit about how you've been able to recruit hire train maintain culture in our as you mentioned post-pandemic world when you've got a workforce that isn't all in one place 
Yes. So, you know, obviously the last couple of years, the workforce has been really finicky uh, for, for a lot of reasons. There was the great resignation, whatever we want to call it. And, and now this year, you know, I think that's all really slowed down for a lot of people because of the economy. Um, so we do a lot of things. One of the things that uh, we've had for maybe three or four years now is what we call GB8. It's our get better eight hours. And that's eight hours a month that's, that's devoted to self-development. And so we, uh, we use Udemy. Uh, for one of the training platforms. We also have a lot of live events with trainers and, and internal staff that are team members that present uh, on a subject. And really the goal is to, you know, Seth, what's, what are your goals this year? What do you need to get better at? And, and working with your leader to outline that and identify it. And then, you know, month by month, quarter by quarter, what are you doing to achieve that? Have you taken this course? Have you taken that course? Um, that, that Kind of that accountability partner. So, I think that that we get better every day mentality, it's kind of our Notre Dame sign we tap every morning before we walk onto the field of play. But we don't just say that we mean it. It's about a, you know, just in time, it's about a fifteen dollars to $16,000 a year investment per team member, plus all the hard costs of training and platforms and, and all that. But again, you know, I, I always say we're chasing point zero ones, both for our clients and our team members, that compounding interest of growth. If you have 170 plus people getting a little bit better each day, each week, each month, each quarter, each year, that's a pretty big impact when you multiply that times 170 people and all that time. So I don't think a lot of companies truly make that investment. Uh, they like to say that they do and, and tout big numbers and big stats, but is it real? And one of the best compliments we get from our team once they've been here, you know, post 100 days-ish is everything you guys talked about in the interview process is real. And so back to your, your point about how do you recruit? And, and, you know, so one of the things we're focused on is attracting, retaining, and growing both great team members as well as clients. And so we want to attract the best in both of those categories. We want to grow them. Uh, you know, want to grow team members' talent pool and, and, and abilities. And we want to grow, obviously, financially um, and, and strategically with our clients. And then we want to retain them. Um, you know, keeping both of those things, is, it's you worked hard to get them. So how we recruit, you know, I have a very simple rule. We want the best person for the job. Um, we, we have uh, a couple simple things. They've got to be a good culture fit and they've got to, you know, be in line with our core values. Uh, so it's pretty simple, but, you know, the culture core values thing can weed some people out. A lot of our questions are definitely geared toward that. But we recruit all over the U.S. Like I said, we're in 30 states. So it, it's really, it's, that's been an awesome side effect of COVID is we used to only hire in office or in market. And now we're you know, much bigger market pool that we can pull from. So it is, uh, it was challenging for different reasons a year ago. And it's challenging now because there's some of the good talent isn't looking. So we kind of have to pull them out of the woodwork um, as opposed to them looking for any job right now. That makes a lot of sense. For our folks who are watching and listening and want to learn more, where is the best place for them to go to learn more about you, the firm and the show? Yeah, so I, I post a lot on on LinkedIn. So you can just do you know LinkedIn slash uh, or just Google my or look at my name Mark M A R C Reifenrath R E I F E N R A T H. Happy to connect. Uh, you can comment on any of my posts. You can check out uh, the uh, podcast which I post on there as well. And then SpinnyTech.com uh, is also where uh, the company is at, and there's lots of great thought thought leadership coming from them as well. Awesome. Well, we greatly appreciate your time. We know it's incredibly valuable. This has been Seth Green for Sharkpreneur with Mark from SpinUtech. Mark, thanks again for joining us. Thanks for having me. I enjoyed it. Thanks everybody for watching or listening. We will talk to you or see you next time. Do you need money to fund your idea, product, or service? 
Are you ready to take your business to the next level but need capital to get it done? Kevin Harrington has heard more than 50,000 pitches and knows how to help you make the perfect pitch to get the funding for your entrepreneurial dream. He's distilled the process down in his perfect pitch cheat sheet, and it's yours for free. Just text PITCH to him right now at 727-888-2100. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free perfect pitch cheat sheet. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 to start funding your dream today. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. 49 faces looked to him in triumph. Over the last 12 months, they had each taken turns and promoted his business for a week at a time, driving over $987,342 in revenue. What if you had a network of 50 centers of influence who promoted your business every week for a year? Grab your copy of the number one Amazon best-selling book, The Ultimate Guide to Growing Your Business with a Podcast, at 33% off the Amazon price by going to ultimatepodcastbook.com. Again, that website for 33% off the Amazon price is ultimatepodcastbook.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.